Welcome to the Cedarville Stories podcast. Today on the show is Dr. Will Smallwood. He serves as the Vice President for the Advancement Division. When he started pursuing an undergraduate degree in public relations at the University of Florida, he never imagined he would end up leading the fundraising for a private university like Cedarville. Listen as he shares his journey on the Cedarville Stories podcast. Thank you, Sarah. And hello, everyone. I'm Mark Weinstein, and welcome back to another episode of the Cedarville Stories podcast. We are three weeks away from Thanksgiving, and in the spirit of this holiday, today's program will focus on the many aspects Cedarville University is thankful to the Lord for his overflowing of blessings. Joining me today to discuss God's provisions and blessings is Dr. Will Smallwood, Vice President for Advancement at Cedarville University. As you may know, Cedarville is in the midst of the $125 million, 1,000 Days Transform campaign for Cedarville. And I'll talk with Will about this campaign as well as other initiatives that have taken place in recent weeks. Dr. Smallwood was named Vice President for Advancement a little more than a year ago, and he's been leading the campaign ever since. Prior to coming to Cedarville, Dr. Smallwood was the Executive Vice President at Louisiana College, where he led enrollment, development, alumni relations, marketing, and communications. At Louisiana College, he also recruited the largest class in institutional history. Dr. Smallwood has also held leadership roles at Oklahoma Baptist University and the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville. He earned a bachelor's degree in public relations from the University of Florida, master's degree in theology, and a Ph.D. in biblical spirituality and American religious history from Southern Seminary, and he even earned an MBA from Louisiana State University. As you can tell, Dr. Smallwood is well-educated and brings a lot of experience to this position, and it's my pleasure to welcome back to the program for a second time, Dr. Will Smallwood. Welcome, Will. Thank you, Mark. Glad to be here today. So, Will, uh, you've been in your current role, as I said, just a little over a year ago, uh, by at this point. Yes. Um, what are some of the Cedarville lessons that you've learned since coming here that maybe weren't evident to you at prior institutions? Well, Mark, three weeks ago, as we were celebrating homecoming, my team was very kind uh, to uh, bring out a cake and sing a song and celebrate my one year oh, really? uh, serving as vice president for advancement. And even in that moment, I got to reflect some on the very question that you're talking about. And one of the things that I, I said uh, to the team was um, that the experience for Caroline and, and me, so my wife and I, has been probably one of the best years of our lives. And what I mean by that is the Lord's goodness to us in bringing us here to Cedarville. There is spiritual health here, uh, theological health, um, fiscal health. Um, there is unity among the campus. And everywhere that I look and turn my head, there is incredible health with this institution. Well, as I mentioned in the introduction, you earned an undergraduate degree in public relations from the University of Florida. Now, PR and fundraising, in a way, are similar because they both deal with people. Right. Um, was there a situation in your career path that moved you more away from the traditional PR but in, into fundraising? So when I first started my career out of college, uh, I started with a small marketing and PR firm. Okay and really enjoyed that experience. And I had the opportunity, I think I've maybe shared this story, had the opportunity to work with a, a Fortune 500 printing company. Mm -hmm. Well, the, I got to know the vice president for sales. We built a relationship. One day he took me to lunch and uh, said, hey, you ever thought about 
uh, being in sales or even working in the printing industry. And of course, I was so young. I said, no, I didn't even know much about it. Right. And uh, But I thought, I'm getting married. Uh, sales <laughs> presents a, a great opportunity. Really, just from a, a purely worldly perspective, I was like, hey, here's an opportunity to, as I get married, to uh, be a provider for uh, a family, those types of things. And so I jumped into that role and really enjoyed that role. But even as I progressed in that role for five or six years, uh, I began to see the, for me, the disconnect between what I was doing and purpose. Okay. I, I could see opportunities for success, but I think what I was missing, Mark, was opportunities for significance. And what I mean by that mm. is how do I impact other people's lives? Uh, selling, commercial printing, looking for to meet quota, helping that Fortune 500 yeah. firm make more money were certainly not bad things to do, but uh, I wanted something more than that. And the Lord really began to work in, in my life after that sales uh, experience to say, hey, I've got some opportunities uh, for you. And through some, as the way that God does, orchestrates our lives, I ended up at Southern Seminary, mm-hmm. met the vice president for advancement, and he offered me an opportunity. And I began to see God putting together, oh, sales, PR, right. and then fundraising, all those things kind of align. I said, okay, now I'm, getting, I'm understanding this calling yeah. that you have on my life. Wow. That's a great story, and uh, it's it's fascinating to see how the Lord uh, connects the dots when uh, you have no clue what's going on. I can attest to that in my life. Um, well, I think, Mark, if I could, I think that's one of the things that I've really learned here at Cedarville, and I knew all along, but it's been made evident to me, is that God is constantly working for good in our lives when we don't know or never know how he's doing that. That's the story of how I ended up for C- to Cedarville. Somebody spoke my name to Dr. White. I didn't know that was happening. Right. But my name to Dr. White, Dr. White uh, reached out in a phone call, and that led to uh, my coming to Cedarville, God working on my behalf for my good yeah. without me even knowing. And that's the testimony I see over and over again in my experience here at Cedarville. So as we keep moving on the on the program, there's a lot I want to talk about. I want to get into fundraising. I want to talk about the campaign, but I uh, I want to get some perspective. So you, as I said, you've worked at various institutions, so you have a perspective. What do you see from your experience that that differentiates Cedarville University from all the other places you've worked? Yeah, that's a that's a an interesting question because all those places were Christian institutions. And so I don't want to, uh, in any way, I'm, I, I'm not disparaging or anything. No. Excellent institutions, great places to serve. Uh, we were 11 years in Oklahoma, six years in, in, in Louisville. Really uh, thankful for my time there uh, at those institutions. But I think the difference in Cedarville in some of those institutions was the fact that we require a statement of faith as part of our application. And because of that, that sets a tone for um, the type of student that comes to Cedarville. And so what we begin with, certainly we proclaim the gospel. We're uh, doing that through chapel. We're doing that through the Bible minor. We're we're doing that through intentional discipleship. But we can begin with intentional discipleship because of the fact that students have some understanding or have faith in Christ and have a, a gospel story when they come to Cedarville. And so we're able to begin with the intentional discipleship aspect, whereas at some of those other institutions I've served, we were beginning with the gospel. What is the mm. gospel? 
And certainly, I I don't want to diminish that we talk about the gospel here, but it's all focused on what is the gospel to make sure that every student has a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, where we begin with uh, the intentional discipleship here at Cedarville. Have you ever been part of a ministry, I'm sure you have to some level, but where you have seen the magnitude of God's blessings as much as you've seen it here at Cedarville? I, I can say that I have experienced some elements and aspects, right? but when you talk about the magnitude, you mentioned that word, or, or you talk about the, the overwhelmingness yeah. of the blessings here, no, I've never experienced that. I was thinking about this a little bit, actually, uh, a few weeks ago at homecoming, and, and all the people that were there and celebrating some things, and I'm sure we'll talk about here in a minute, but I got to have some conversations with some alumni and even some families that were bringing students to look at Cedarville. Yeah. And I kept getting that question. And the only response I could say is, this is a God thing, um, that God is at work here. And he's at work in ways that I really can't even describe. Yeah. Um, students coming, resources being provided, alumni engaging, uh, institutional health. Yeah. Um, spiritual health, all those kind of things at once. And I certainly don't want to in any way, please don't hear me say this, I don't want to diminish what was happening at Pentecost, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we, it's an amazing thing. But I feel like we're in a little bit of a, a, a lowercase Pentecost moment. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is that there was an amazing outflow of the Spirit of the Lord. And uh, people uh, came to faith in Christ. And, right. and I, I believe in, uh, in some ways, in a sense, we're experiencing the outflow of the Spirit of the Lord upon us and upon what's taking place. And we're getting to experience and witness firsthand um, God at work and work in mighty ways. It's very humbling and very exciting all at the same time. Oh, my goodness, yes. So let's talk about some of the blessings. Yes. Um, First, Cedarville is in the midst of its largest fundraising campaign. Uh, in our 135-year history, a $125 million initiative. How is this campaign going? And in terms of dollars committed, where does the campaign stand as we're recording here in uh, early October? So, Mark, one of the things that I can say is, back to that question that we just uh, spent some time on, is the blessings of God. In October of 2021, we launched this $125 million fundraising effort and Dr. White announced to the campus community that we began with $95.6 million in commitments, right. which is really incredible on a $125 million initiative, and a lot's to be thankful for there. But um, even since then, it's been amazing to watch what, what God has done and the outpouring of blessings from faithful individuals, right. gifts of all sizes. And uh, we're, we're now have surpassed in the campaign more than $116 million towards that $125 million effort. I, I really can't put into terms some of the gifts that we received and that number uh, because it is, it is really, it's not, it's incomprehensible to me at some, at some level yeah. just because I've never been a part of something that is flourishing in this way, yeah. uh, that, that we're having conversations with individuals who are coming to the table and, and talking about wanting to give, not even having the opportunity to do our jobs, which is ask, right? right. They're just telling us, hey, right. this is what we want to do. We're excited about this. And that re- that's really, I really get to see uh, the Lord working in the midst of what's yeah. taking place at Cedarville. So what are the core elements of the campaign? Sure. Briefly touch on them. Yeah. Uh, four uh, key priorities, pillars 
uh, of the campaign, expand our capacity. As we grow, simply, we need to house them, we need to feed them, we need the classrooms to teach them. Right. Uh, and uh, those are key elements. So expand our priorities, six projects as a part of that. Then we also need to, I think as we've seen in our world, there's real emphasis right now on uh, student debt. And so working towards minimizing student debt, Cedarville Fund, which is gifts that are given annually to help uh, students. Different scholarships? Yeah, scholarships. Cedarville Fund is a, a fund that people can give to broadly that helps all students. They can also, people can provide as part of that minimizing student debt, annually funded scholarships and endowed scholarships. So annually funded scholarship, you make a gift, it goes directly to the student. Usually people have certain criteria that they want to uh, meet as part of this, um, or they want students to meet as part of the scholarship. Endowed is much the same way, but the difference is those resources are invested right. and are paid out every year until the Lord Jesus comes. So minimize student debt. Transform lives in and out of the classroom. The, the Bible minor experience, daily chapel experience, the intentional discipleship aspect, global outreach. Those are the areas that we're, we're investing in through that uh, pillar. And then finally, sustainability. Yeah. And that's really endowment gifts or even estate gifts and plans uh, or estate gifts, gifts that will come in the future that will help the, uh, the university continue to advance its mission. So those are the four pillars. Okay, so if you said uh, 116 million has been committed, that, my math says we're, we're nine million short of reaching the goal. Does that mean that each pillar is fully or nearly fully uh, funded? Yeah, or, great or, question. Or, or where where do we need to work? Yeah, thanks, Mark. I appreciate you giving me that opportunity. We, we're doing really well in minimizing student debt, but the reality is, even though we're surpassed the the goal that we set. We need to continue to work at that. We know that uh, the cost of education um, are high, and we want to provide an experience for every student who desires to come to Cedarville. So it may be more, but we still want to provide uh, resources towards that goal. The other uh, pillar goal that we have surpassed already is sustainability. Well, those are gifts that are going to come into the future. They're, they're not gifts that are coming in right this minute or even maybe even in this year. They may come in, in years to come. So we want to continue to work with individuals who have Cedarville on their mind as a potential uh, legacy gift or a state gift. The two areas where we're working uh, to meet the goal and where uh, sort of the $9 million, uh, comes in is uh, transform lives in and out of the classroom and our expand our capacity. The expand our capacity is probably the biggest area of need. We have two buildings that we're really focused on, the Scharnberg Business Center mm -hmm. and the future academic and classroom space for our liberal arts programs. That, will, that facility is, uh, will land on State Road 72 right, uh, right at the top of the, 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 what hopefully will be a future quad. And that's going to be a marquee building, right? Absolutely. So in this campaign, we've had really six marquee buildings. Um, which is which is pretty incredible. That's amazing. Um, you think about the amount of uh, resources on, on on the campus right now with the uh, with the construction taking place. The Civil Engineering Center, the home of Chick Fil A, the Callan Athletic and Academic Expansion, and Wood Hall, which is the new women's residence, a 120 bed women's residence hall. The two remaining facilities, Sharmber Business Center, and the uh, facility that we just talked about, the home for our liberal arts programming. I don't want to make this too much of a plug for the campaign. Sure. I want it to be soft, but uh, if someone's listening, how can they learn more about the campaign? 
how can they give to the campaign? Yeah, we have a dedicated website specifically for the campaign, and that uh, link can be found right on the cedarville.edu okay. uh, homepage, and or they can go to cedarville.edu and okay. campaign, and they'll they'll find it there. There's opportunities to give. We have all of the pillars listed, how those resources are going to be used, yeah. and the impact that donors can make on the lives of of students, um, faculty, and staff here at Cedarville. And that leads me to this new uh, direction a little bit. So, well, I don't know if you're aware, but I learned of an eight-year-old girl after hearing Dr. White talk about the campaign during homecoming, came up to him and said, I want to support the campaign. Then she gave him four quarters. How does this symbol of support speak to the value that every gift matters. Yes, I, I've actually heard that story. Uh, Dr. White shared that story. In fact, uh, was really cool to receive the picture of mm-hmm. this young lady and for Dr. White to hand me the four quarters that we processed as a gift. I mean, it is a real gift and we're thankful for it. What it demonstrates and, and the visual for us and for our team, as you talked about, that every gift matters from a dollar to a million dollars to $10 million. And we've experienced all those in this campaign. But we're not gonna be able to reach the $125 million goal. We would not be able to uh, surpass that goal and meet the needs that are taking place because of the students that that the Lord is bringing here without every individual, every alumni uh, making a gift. And, And this, girl, young lady, I think that just really symbolizes yeah. uh, the heart of yeah. generosity. Yeah. After hearing Dr. White say, hey, we're we're not done with the Schaumburg Business Center yet. Uh, we still have resources. And that she would willingly, and I think sacrificially, um, and be moved by the Lord to make that gift. That has been a huge encouragement to my team. Yeah. Um, and we've gotten to see those. And we don't tell a lot of those stories, and we should be. We should. This is one that we should be. And there's others that uh, are like that that are just really inspirations for us as a team and for us as a university. Yeah, I talked to the mom of that little girl this morning. uh, And the reason why she gave, according to the mom, was she loves her dad so much that she wants to do everything her dad did. And her dad is an alum. Right. And so she wanted to support where her dad went to school. Mark, I would say that one of the things that I tell my team all the time, and I would tell donors this, is a simple phrase, what you do matters. Yeah. What you do matters. It, it matters for Cedarville. Uh, it matters for our nation. It matters for the kingdom of God. And whether that's a, a dollar that comes in the uh, form of four quarters or $10 million, right. it all matters. It all matters. Yeah, what you do matters. Yeah. But as a leader of the advancement division that is responsible for this campaign, how do you personally manage initiatives as large as $125 million without getting overwhelmed? Well, first of all, we have an incredible team here at Cedarville. The, the advancement team is is made up of professionals. I don't mean fundraising professionals, hired guns, those kind of things. They're, they're just individuals who go about their work professionally is what I mean by that. They're every, everyday kind of people. They're everyday kind of people. And, and their focus is really not on the gift. We talk a lot about where focus is on the relationship, right? And we want to build relationships. We want to tell the story of what God's doing here at Cedarville, right. and our team 
uh, is just all about telling the story. Certainly our partnership with you, Mark, and the other members of the, the marketing and communications team is invaluable to us because we're telling that story. And so when we tell the story, we don't think of it in a $125 million, uh, oh my gosh, this is incredible. That's too big. It's too big. So, so we, we talk about how can an individual like yeah. yourself make a difference. Right. And when we think about that, it helps, I think, those who want to give think about that as well. Because if you, as a potential donor here, $125 million, you might say, my gift doesn't make a difference. Well, very much opposite of that. Your, your gift does make a difference and join with us and whatever gift you make makes a difference. Whatever size yeah. gift you make, yeah. that goes back to that every gift matters. And so the, the, as professionals, we just focus on the relationship and then we allow the Lord to work. One of the things that Dr. White often says is do the next right thing or do the next best thing and let God handle the rest. Right. And that's really what we, we think about. What's the next right thing? Uh, how do we steward gifts well? How do we treat people well? How do we thank people well? How do we care for people well? That's really how we're walking through 125 million without being overwhelmed. Yeah, that's good. It's good counsel. So as we move now, obviously three weeks past homecoming, uh, at, during homecoming, Cedarville made, I, I'd say two big announcements. First, in the form of the groundbreaking ceremony for the Schaumburg Business Center, right. a $40 million facility. How do you see this building, once it's done, impacting the students? One of the statements that I made in the remarks at, at the groundbreaking, and I wish I could take credit for writing it, but I'm going to give credit to where credit's due. Jonathan Lyons on my team, who is our executive director of operations, advancement operations, and really has been directing the campaign from its beginning for our team. That's also how we manage $125 million because Jonathan helps us. But he wrote um, something that I, I just, um, I think it speaks deeply to this question. And he, he wrote that, I'll, I'll paraphrase a little bit. He wrote that facilities like the Schaumburg Business Center are more than just bricks and mortar. They're contexts for transformation. Hmm. And that really stuck with me. I thought it was wise words uh, from Jonathan. And I shared them with the, the group there at the, the ceremony that day. Uh, the facility, uh, it is just brick and mortar, right? But it's a context where uh, faculty and staff are investing their lives into students with excellent education and intentional discipleship in submission to biblical authority, right? Our, our mission there. Right. And the facility is a tool by which God has given to us to be able to ha have a context for transformation. And so that's really exciting uh, about all our facilities. But I think this modern $40 million, 65,000 square foot facility that is going to sit on Cedar Lake is going to uh, take that to the next level. They're in business program, communications program, cybersecurity. They get into this new facility. I think, now this may be a little prognostication, but I think this is a if you build it, they will come type of moment. Okay. And uh, with that facility, it is going to be a a key uh, facility. One of the first facilities that prospective students and their families will see. Right. And, um, and when they see that facility, uh, they're going to be not only impressed by the build, but I think they're going to come in, they're going to see our commitment to transformation through those uh, academic programs that are housed in that facility. I think it's going to be a great facility. And I, I do agree, it's going to be a uh, one of those, once you build it, people will come. Yes. Now, what I'm hearing is the students are excited about business and being in their communication, cybersecurity, but they may be even more excited that 
Einstein bagels is going to be in it. Is that really true? It, it seemed that way from uh, the uh, State of the University address that when Dr. White announced that as part of that facility, Einstein Brothers Bagels will be joining us. Uh, the the crowd really got to murmuring as uh, students do. There seems to be excitement. I think there is some excitement about that. Personally, I know I'm excited uh, to add another uh, great dining establishment to our campus. As we grow, we need to be able to feed our students well. Um, and uh, who doesn't love a bagel sandwich? So uh, Einstein Brother Bagels, I think it's going to be a huge hit on our campus. So, well, uh, well, the second big announcement was the naming of the Robert W. Placer School of Business. Yes. Uh, from your perspective, what are the core vision tenets between Cedarville and the Placer Foundation that makes us a perfect fit for both organizations? Mr. Placer was a, a Missouri uh, businessman. Yep. And he really did not have the opportunities in his story, he did not have the opportunities that some of our, our students do, mm -hmm. and he wanted to provide opportunities for students much like himself that may not have had those opportunities. So providing resources to institutions uh, to be able to provide opportunities centered around this idea of business, but mostly focused in on this idea of free enterprise uh, and uh, free market systems. Well, that is really the heartbeat of our school of business. Mm -hmm. And there's a, an alignment there between Mr. Plaster's um, desires to help students, to impact students, but also to teach them uh, free enterprise and free market systems, which is exactly what uh, we do in the Robert W. Plaster School of Business. So it's a perfect match, and we're very thankful for the substantial seven-figure gift that the Plaster Foundation made to be able to help us with the Scharnberg Business Center and to name yeah. uh, Robert W. Plaster School of Business. Mark, you and I have talked about this. It seems like we have a lot of big announcements and yeah. they're coming right on the heels of one another. And one of the things that I want to remind our team and really remind all those that are listening is that we can't take that for granted. No. Um, each one of these incredible announcements, breaking ground on a $40 million building, um, a gift that allows us to name the School of Business and other gifts that we've seen, even this gift from an eight-year-old girl. Um, I, I, we, we just can't take uh, those for granted. We are, are thankful. We are grateful that God continues to bless. And so we just want to be faithful, yeah. uh, faithful to what he's called us to do here at Cedarville. Well said. Well, when the campaign finishes, whenever that may be, right. And the $125 million is raised or surpassed. What do, you, what do you do next as a person, as a professional colleague? Uh, is it time for a vacation or what's the next project? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I tell uh, the team all the time, one, when we hit $125 million, we'll celebrate. And I, I think because of where we are with the, with the projects and things going on, uh, just the way the Lord is blessing, I'm certainly confident that we will surpass $125 million. And the first thing that we will do is just give thanks to the Lord. Uh, that's the first thing, as we have all along, but to just thank him. Uh, we will catch our breath. And, uh, and then I've, I, I, just based on the growth that we're seeing and based on all that's taking place, I, I've said to the team that we need to be preparing our minds, and we're already doing some things from a personnel standpoint, that we've been preparing our minds uh, and our hearts for the fact that you, you don't come off a $125 million campaign the most successful, hopefully, in Cedarville history, and and not do anything, right? right. You, you continue to uh, lean into uh, the work that the Lord is doing here. And so we'll re re revisit, uh, we'll rethink, 
We'll do some uh, strategy. Certainly, Dr. White and others are, are working through, as a, we are as a cabinet, talking about what's the next sort of 10-year plan. Yeah. Analyze, look, study, strategize, and say, okay, what is next? What really is going to impact the campus and then take us to another level in the next 10 years? Yeah. And so, yes, we'll catch our breath. We'll rest a little bit. Certainly, a, maybe a vacation in there would be great, um, but uh, we'll 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 continue to uh, to work hard because we know that whatever we do, uh, we need to do it for the glory of the Lord, and uh, we we count it as an honor and joy to be able to serve the university and the Lord in this way. Yeah, it's an exciting time to be at Cedarville, and for our listeners, uh, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast with Dr. Will Smallwood and. Uh, Again, check out cedarville.edu if you want to learn more about the campaign for Cedarville or contact Dr. Smallwood. He'd love to talk to you. Absolutely. Will, thanks for joining me this week on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Thank you for listening to the Cedarville Stories podcast brought to you by Cedarville University. If you were encouraged by today's episode, share it with a friend. Please rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And connect with us at Cedarville on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And be sure to come back next week when we'll hear another inspiring Cedarville story for God's glory.